0: Welcome, this is the Brattlecast, under rather dire circumstances, unusual circumstances, and there really is no need to explain if you've been alive for the last month or so. This is Jordan Rich along with Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the uh, Brattle Bookshop, which is one of the gems of the city of Boston. Now a very lonely city of Boston, people are shut in, but I've been telling people to read, read, read while they're trying to get through this. Ken, I know you're doing well. First of all, thank you for being here, and. I hope your entire family and all the crew are doing well. Everybody's doing well. It's just
1: everything is so different, so changed, and uh, it's it's really amazing. Now, you know, what I thought I'd talk about uh, in this podcast was just how things have sort of changed a little on my end. Uh, I mean, just two and a half weeks ago, there was a large book fair in New York City that went off just as this was getting going went off very well. I was at a play that was mocked. I took the drain down. Uh, Now, I, you know, so everything was going okay with a little bit of worry in the background. And then next thing you know, within a few days everything got a little more uh, you know, tense. And then within a few days after that, uh, you know, everybody's shut down. We're not doing business. We're worried about Staying healthy more than anything, and it's—it feels like it's been forever, and it's only been a little over a
0: week and a half, two weeks in total. Well, you were in the epicenter, now the epicenter it seems of the country in New York City, and there's no more bustling place than that. And you you talk about uh, some of the events that you do normally, like the roadshow, and just a, a numerous number of contacts you would normally have with people, including customers in the store. out in april and run through june they're taping for 2021 as far as they sent out a notice they're going to
1: try to do it in the fall and hopefully you know everything will be getting somewhat back to normal by then but when when this really broke and people started saying that you know the infections and people were really getting sick uh, a lot of businesses were still open we closed uh, I didn't think it was fair either to the customers or to the staff here to be open and coming in, and so we closed. Uh, and I, hopefully, this will stay. I told everybody that we would be paying them and paying them through when we get open. Obviously, there are some limits to that, but over the foreseeable future, I personally want to do that. And and one of my goals is that over the phone, by internet, by email, however we do it, that we can generate enough money to cover the salaries and maybe a few of the operating expenses uh, for what it takes. Because, quite honestly, uh, I'm going to be taking a hit on this no matter what happens, but a lot of the people who work for me can less afford to take it than I can. And uh, it's a really, you know, it's worrying... One of the things that I have noticed a lot in how even things have changed, I go to work very early in the morning. Uh, I mean, when I say early, I usually get to work around 5.30 in the morning. And uh, I only work till 5.30 in the afternoon, half a day. But, you know, that's all. Uh, But even walk, I walk in, I only live a mile away. And at first, when I was walking in, you'd see a few construction workers. You'd see you know, a few people out, there's always a few homeless people, uh, but, you know, it's always quiet, but there's activity. Each day, especially this week, as each day is gone, uh, I'll tell you, at 5.30 in the morning, you don't have to worry about social distancing. Mm. there. And now, this morning when I came in, there was almost nobody on the streets, nobody around, and it, it's eerie. And then, then I get to work, and I answer emails, uh, talk on the phone to have some social connections, and uh, we have been lucky enough at steep discounts to at least keep a little bit of income coming in, and probably the only real contact we have is, uh, you know, UPS and going to the post office. Uh, On the telephone, I want to be able to be available so that people call, want, ask, and the beginning of the week, we were getting lots of calls. Are you open? When are you going to reopen? When are you going to reopen? Uh, those have gotten less and less. And uh, and now it's. I almost feel it's funny when someone says, when are you going to reopen? I said, well, when the governor lets the restaurants reopen and crowds start to come, that's when we'll reopen. But it, it's just such a strange feeling. I almost feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone episode and stuck in it. And what I'd like
0: to do is change the channel. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And one of the things that is so appealing about what we do on this podcast and what you do every day in real life is that books are a great escape, a great way to relax and I've been doing my my book reviews on radio and telling people read certain kinds of books if you want to just forget about what's going on for an hour. But seriously, uh, uh, you're in a world of of literature, of words, of magic that can help people through this. Well, it, it's even interesting. Well, first of all, don't read Stephen King. No, no especially not, The Stand. I'm don't not, read I would not recommend those right now. Uh, but you know, I'm in a world
1: surrounded by all the books, all the literature, all sort of everything that you can almost read a book and it takes you away somewhere. Uh, one of the things we were considering, particularly the day we heard that the public library was closing all its sites, we have a large section next to our store where we have outside tables uh, that are normally dollar, 3 $5, but there's some really good books out there. And the staff here and, and myself, before we really closed down, said, Well, maybe we'll put some of those cards out and just say, free, you know, uh, know, be reasonable. But, you know, it would be a chance for people to just get some reading uh, easily. They could still browse a little. And we were all set to do that. And then we thought, wait a minute, that encourages people to come out, to look around, uh, to maybe see each other and get together. And that's unfortunately probably not a good idea now.
0: And, uh, and, Ken, uh, what about the fact that, I mean, we don't still know all the answers as we record this. We're recording this on the 26th of March. We still don't know the answers regarding coronavirus on surfaces. Books are surfaces. I mean, you have to think about that, too. Well, we, uh, that's one of
1: the things that I did. We, uh, one, one of the things that we're hoping, I mean, this might be wishful thinking. Like I say, I expect, however long this runs, We're going to take a hit. But in a way, a store like ours is in maybe better shape. When you have a hotel, you have a restaurant, you don't sell that meal one night. You don't fill that hotel room. It's gone forever. There's nothing you can do about it. We're in a used and rare bookstore where we have huge numbers of books, but we have one of each. And you can actually only sell that book once. So whether it sells in March or in October really, hopefully, and and this might be wishful thinking, that some of our business is delayed business more than it is loss, completely, although I expect it. Now, the other thing that's important about what I do, which is one of my really favorite parts about the business, is going out to houses and estates and in the searching and the buying and the finding, and that's where the real key to our business is. If you can't get the books, you can't sell the books, which means you can't do it. Now, uh, you always worry that if you delay somebody, if you say you can't make it right out, uh, that uh, you lose the person calling you. Of course, in this situation, I don't know that there is anyone who can grow up. And I've had two or three people that we've agreed on price on, we've agreed on everything. Uh, I had one person call yesterday from Revere saying, look, all the books are out in the back porch. They're in a tin. Uh, They're in plastic containers, I mean. You can just go. You don't have to contact me. You can just get them. And then another person that we have 110 boxes of books that they just packed up and we've made a deal for, they moved all the books into a separate bond. And they said, wait a minute, you can come and get them. You don't have to see us. We'll just unlock the bond. And I said the exact same thing. I said, well, wait a minute. I don't know what's on the boxes, even though they're new. And I said, even if I wait two or three days, um, I don't want to be the one that the, the, uh, the, the local photographers out there taking pictures of my truck with a picture with our name on it, doing business and possibly endangering Not only would it be wrong, but it would be very, very bad for business. And quite honestly, uh, I use that as an extreme, but most everybody understands. One of the things that's going to happen is when this all does end, uh, our muscles and our employees uh, are going (laughs) to be be running up and down stairs and working out. and uh, It's going to be a lot of tough uh, That's even a change. I'll tell you, even just for my personal life, uh, there's a gym in the building I live. The gym's closed. One of the things I do do now to try to make up is I live on the 17th floor, so I walk up rather than getting in a crowded elevator. Uh, There's even personal things, like I've decided I want to become better at playing pool. I was taking lessons, but I can't practice anywhere. So, you know, life has really changed and it's it's really going to. But the main thing that I tell the people at work and, uh, you know, any of the customers and so on is the main thing is if you come out of this healthy, you'll be fine. And another thing about the store that um, fortunately, very, very fortunately, is that we're in a fairly strong position to start with. And there's a reason for it. Um, I remember the first sort of long-term disaster I remember business-wise was the blizzard of 78. I mean, it came up. Probably one of the big differences was that you knew when the snow melted you were going to be back in business and hope everything was fine. The second thing that happened here that even as far as I'm concerned, is more profound sort of why I'm somewhat, I mean, I'm just saying somewhat ridiculous. In 1980, our building burned to the ground. And we were in a 180, 120-year-old wooden building. In February of 1980, it literally burned to the ground 100% with almost no insurance. And we, we kept staff on, but I realized we opened it a month, we got re-going about Three or four years later, and we brought the building. Where I mean, we got going three or four months. Three or four years later, we in the building we're now, and that always made me realize something is going to go wrong. All, every year, all the time, something's going to be wrong, go wrong, and be prepared for it. Have a, a, a cash reserve. Have a try to cut down on having loans. And quite honestly, you never want it to happen and this is about the worst one I've seen in, um, you know, we some were somewhere prepared, I hate to say this also, is maybe the government bailouts are going to help a little. It would be a big, big aid to me. And, um, you know, the problem with this is everything's unknown. You know, even a building burning down, you know it burned down. You know what has to be done with that You know what you need to do to repair and get going again because, you know, other people have done it. This is sort of, when is it going to be over? How is it going to get done? And the other thing I've learned from these other problems is if you're healthy
0: physically, you can deal with almost anything. That's an excellent point to uh, sort of wrap on. And one little caveat for the listeners to this podcast and to what we do, we've got more podcasts we're recording today that will take a different spin. Uh, you laid out your situation, which is so akin to so many. But uh, we will have some things for people to ponder, and they're a little bit more positive when we go forward. But uh, I just want to thank you for for being there, for doing the podcast with me. I'm in my home studio, and you're at the store minding things, uh, and you're safe. But uh, stay that way, Ken. We want you in good shape. Well, I I do that. I get to walk back and forth, like I say.
1: Very little social uh, distancing problems when you're that early in the morning. But also, too, you know, it's it's a small building. I'm a one, you know, with just a staff. I want to make sure there isn't a leak. I want to make sure there's something not wrong with the building, which is a very big incentive. The other thing that I think is very important in this is I like to keep a routine. In other words, I still come to work, I'm still here, not doing exactly, but I think for people, when something like this happens, a routine is incredibly important also. Anyways, we'll talk, and technology is wonderful because we can do this remotely.
0: Indeed, doing it with everybody I know, and it's important that we stay in touch. He's Ken Gloss. If you want to know more about the store. And there are so many great things to see on the website, brattlebookshop.com. Do check that out and uh, know that things are going to get better. And when they do, we're going to just have a bonanza of exciting news from the Brattle Bookshop. So we'll see you next time. Take good care. That's the important thing.